0: Nation. You're invited to take your seat. Take a seat. At the Warriors round table. It's a three. In and out. Rebound. Peyton. Out to Curry. Let's it fly. Three ball. Left corner pocket. Welcome to the table. On the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. 95-7 the game. Curry fires away. Three ball. Above the Here's Kevin Dana. <laughs>
1: Gary St. Jean. What up, ladies and gentlemen? We welcome you to Warriors Roundtable. Happy Halloween. Kevin and Gary St. Jean with you as we remind you that the Warriors 2023 24 season is presented by Kaiser Permanente. First off, Gary, happy Halloween. You
2: could be going trick or treating with your grandson or, uh, later tonight. Well, Kev, happy Halloween to you and. Uh, Joseph and and William are a little younger, four and a half and uh, okay. about eighteen months, so they're probably done or maybe just <laughs> okay. finishing up. Emily texted me a picture of William, and he looked like he had a loot, a lot of loot in his bag. And uh, I'm here chatting with you, and I'm happy because we get a lot of trick or treaters. And my wife MJ. She's got witches and all kinds of things when your kids walk up, scary noises. I think my wife loves this more than the kids. (laughs) <laughs> well,
1: uh, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. Uh, happy to be happy about the way this road season has started for Golden State. Of course, last year they started 0-8 on the road. It is a different tune this year. Three games in four days away from San Francisco. And so far, so good. Wins at Sacramento, Houston, and New Orleans. And Gary, this team just looks
2: so much more comfortable on the road this year. Well, Kev, uh, you predicted this. Let, let's share that with everybody. You thought they'd be 3-0 and on the road. Uh, of course. Let me tell you what. If you're if you're Mike Dunleavy, Joe Lacob, the coaching staff, the players, because these are veteran guys, they're feeling good, real good about this team. Now, this is really, really early, but there's a lot of things alike. One, how about Steph Curry? My gosh. Oof. that That corner three he made. That's one of the best shots I've ever seen him make. He He's just been off the charts. You know, he, he was a little ankle or, or foot sprain, uh, left foot sprain the other night. The one game he didn't just have a huge game. Uh, but he's led the whole thing. And, and Clay's been solid. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just liking a lot, a lot of guys and you know, you and I've talked a lot about the starters and you know Looney doing his job and Draymond coming back, and I'll make a statement to you. Okay. I'm looking at Draymond with Rust. I'm looking at Kaminga and um Kaminga and Wiggins, the two best young athletes on the team, not playing, you know, at the top of their game yet. But yet you're four uh three and one. And and you should be feeling great. These guys. Uh, on the second unit chris paul has just been what they dreamt he was going to be uh just quarterback in that thing and kev i don't know if you feel it but i i sense there's two different kind of looks out there the the starting five we get the the move the ball and move people and a lot of passes and creating good shots for each other the second unit is going to be quarterbacked by chris paul making yeah. tr- tr- tremendous basketball decisions and you know you got not, uh Moody and, and Kaminga, and I'm really liking Sarek. And, you know, there's something special about uh, Gary Payton. There just is. Uh, the way he competes and, and is, is just the way he gets after it. There's, and then even the rookies getting to play last night. So it's a heck of a start. We've got a lot of positives to talk, and maybe we'll get a couple candy bars.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, watching – Last night's win over New Orleans was certainly a treat. I mean, you mentioned the play of the rookies, Trace Jackson Davis, near double-double. I really like what Dario Saric is doing for this team off the bench as well. And look, we talked last week about this team, the goal being winning 20 road games. That's about half of them, 20 and 21. I think that's more than doable this year after this 3-0 start. And honestly, would not surprise me if this team could get to 25 road wins this year.
2: And Kev, if if you feel that way, uh, I don't think it's outlandish to say you're going to win uh, uh, thirty home games. So all no. of a sudden you're above fifty. Well, the only other team I think that's going to be hitting fifty is Denver. They're the only other yeah. one. You know, I I see. I, I you know, my son Greg's down there with Phoenix now with Frank Vogel. Hey, they got problems. Uh, you know, Booker and Beal both not playing, and all the other teams. You know, you you say, "Oh boy, you know, are George and Leonard gonna hold up? Are LeBron and Davis gonna hold up?" And we can go out down the whole west doing this, and uh, that that's what's gonna make it really exciting. But you know, looking at at the Warriors, boy, it just it just feels great. And I gotta compliment Steph again; he embraces yep. Chris Paul. You know, he hey, be you. Don't be try to be just fitting in. Be you. And I saw him last night talking to Kaminga on the bench. I'm sure you saw that, and I loved it. I saw him having a yeah. conversation with, with uh, uh, you know, Steph and, and, and uh, Chris, and it, it's great. It's just that you can't teach that experience, and he's going to make great decisions. So uh, I even liked it. he launched a couple of threes. I loved it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a reminder that you can hit us up, 888-957-9570. If you want to talk to Gary and I, you have any Warriors-related questions, we'd be happy to answer them, 888-957-9570. Let's continue to talk about Steph Curry you just brought up because he went bonkers last night. and In two of these three road games... He eclipsed 40 points, 41 at Sacramento, 42 last night. Third straight game with 20 and a half as he went for 24 against Houston. I believe it was 21 in the second half against the Rockets on Sunday. How about this?
2: He was 61% from deep on the road trip, 20 of 33. Phenomenal, just phenomenal. I mean, to watch him get the ball and you're saying, okay, what's he going to do now, Kev? And all of a sudden, he gets a switch, and he gets a big on him, and he backs the guy out, and then he starts dancing with the ball a little bit, and then he gets that step back and up and goes swish. Now, the next time down the floor, he's running point forward with Draymond, so he now he's working off the ball, and I think that's when he's a wizard. I mean, he, he's a master at that, utilizing the big screen and, and them not switching out correctly and knowing when to fade and when to curl, um, uh, you know what? we better we better hug and embrace this because you're just watching just amazing greatness. I, you know you and I have talked about all the the great, great players, you know, whether it's rice in Montana, whether it's bonds or all these different sports, Joe Thornton and all this kind of thing. This, this is this is really, really special. And uh, nobody deserves it more because there's no better guy. Yeah,
1: People aren't supposed to be entering a new prime of their career playing some of the best <laughs> basketball they've ever played at 35 years old, like Stephen Curry has done <laughs> to start this season. That's for sure. Uh, how about Moses Moody last night getting this start, Gary? In place of Clay Thompson, he, Jonathan Kaminga, neither of those guys were able to goal, not thought to be serious injuries, but kept them out of last night at the back end of the back-to-back. And Moses really delivered three point, thirteen points, three rebounds, four assists, no turnover and a plus 18 and Moses I I I know Bob Fitzgerald called him Moses maturity moody during one of the games this year I think it was the Sacramento game but he just has that mature presence about the locker room and you know he's still 21 years old he's just a third year guy but man this guy really looks like he's going to be a solid solid contributor for years to come
2: well you're hitting it right on the head. That's what you really love. Listen, he's he's physically very talented. That shooting stroke is tremendous, but I loved what he had to say. I have got to earn it. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to these veteran guys. I'm gonna get better week by week, and I'm gonna be a contributor. And he does that uh, in a beautiful way because I for a young guy, I love his composure. Uh, he's yep. a good team defender. Uh, he has a great looking three. Uh, he can hit the mid range. Uh, he just he looks poised out there. When you're coaching a guy like that, you feel really good about it because he he's really gonna make good decisions on the basketball court. So for him, uh, that was a great opportunity to start and I think it's just uh, he's gonna have a heck of a, a heck of a year, much much improved from last year and feel really good about him being one of the key guys on the second group.
1: Yeah, he talked about his mentality. I love this quote he gave to the San Francisco Chronicle. He's talking about not getting much PT his first two years behind guys like a Jordan Poole or a Dante DiVincenzo, Ty Jerome, Anthony Lamb last year. He said, I wouldn't want it any other way. The hard way is the best way. You learn the most that way. Just such Hmm. a mature quote from a 21-year-old. Well, folks, Jerry Seinfeld and Jim Gaffigan are coming to Chase Center, and they've added a second show on thursday november 2nd just a couple days away get your tickets now at chasecenter.com we'll take a break when we come back we'll continue to talk a little bit about the pelicans win and move back in time to talk about the win over houston and steph delivering in sacramento for the second straight time 91 points in his last two games at golden one center we'll take a break come on back right here on 95 7 the game
0: if you've just joined us don't worry we saved your seed Sit down Sit down Sit down Sit down Sit down At the Warriors Roundtable On 95-7 The Game Hurry behind the back Wait, stops and pops on the way Ridiculous three on the right sideline Now here's Kevin Dana And Gary St. Jean.
1: Welcome back to a Warriors Roundtable on 95.7. The game, Kevin Dan, alongside Gary Saint Jean, hit us up 888 957 957 if you want to talk anything Golden State. We'd also like to remind you that the Warriors Community Foundation auction presented by Cash Creek Casino Resort is now open. This is your chance to bid on game worn jerseys, signed items, and exclusive experiences. Visit warriors.com slash auction to bid. Let's get back to the Pelicans game 130 to 102 win on the back end of a back-to-back. Golden State were uh, the Warriors were 7 and 8 last year in the back end of their 15 back-to-backs. They start this year 1-0 and in such instances and I want to go back to Trace Jackson Davis who nearly had a double-double. He got more PT last night. He played a little bit against Sacramento. He was actually a plus 7 in 5 minutes against the Kings on Friday but 13 points and 9 rebounds. For a moment they credited him with a 10th rebound but then went back and gave one of his rebounds to Jerome Robinson Santa Cruz Warriors legend. Great to see him uh, on a two-way contract this year but uh, Trace Jackson Davis I mean, how about this guy off the bench, the number 57 pick just four games in, already making a serious impact, not to mention the four blocks he had last night.
2: Kev, you know, uh, sitting in a draft room and you're watching a guy who you like and he's falling on the board, you say, well, maybe he's a late first, maybe he has limited range, he's only a box player, uh, he's, he's a good quality defender, he can rebound, uh, can he play facing the basket? And uh, then you watch him keep sliding. You say, my gosh, if that guy ever gets to us, we're, we're going to pick him for sure. i got to believe that's what happened to the Warriors this year. Because I don't understand. I, I, I go back to Bobby Knight and Quinn Buckner played for us in Milwaukee and Scott May and all these other guys and Benson. So I've always liked Indiana. And I like Mike Woodson. So I've watched this guy a lot, and I'm saying, jeez, I like this guy. I mean, he's got, he got a quick jump. He's got good anticipation. You, you, you know, he guarded uh, Williamson, and I thought he did a pretty darn good job, and you talked about shot blocking and scoring and rebounding. I, I'll tell you what. I, I think they're going to be really, really pleased to have this young guy.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. You talk about him being a potential first-round draft pick who slipped late second round. The I, I have his draft projections from the week of the draft that I'm looking at yeah, right now. what did now. say? ESPN had him going 34th overall. CBS had him going 29th. Yahoo had him going 32nd. The Ringer had huh. him going 30th. NBADraft.net had him going 23rd. So you're seeing wow. late first, early second across the board, and he goes 57th just a Incredible value picked up by Mike Dunleavy there at the back end of that draft, and you, you talk about his domination in college. In one month last year, or at some point in his career at Indiana, he had a month where he averaged 23 points, 14 rebounds, and three blocks. He's one of three in the Division One in Division One or NBA to do it. Shaq and Tim Duncan the other two to have accomplished Ooh. that over the month over the course of a month so just incredible incredible stuff that he was able to do
2: at indiana yeah you know and and, and the draft is an inexact science you, you just don't know i mean you have your opinions but you don't know how other teams view people and that's one of the times of the year you keep the cards close to your chest uh you're not talking and calling up kev you know hey kev uh, Gosh, I really like that guy at Marquette, you know. I I think he's going to be a heck of a player. I like that guy, you know, at Rutgers or whatever. Um, guys keep their stuff tight, and then that starts with the scouts. And you tell your scouts on the road, you find a guy you like, don't be telling the guy next to you you like him. And uh, <laughs> so that's a situation where, you know, um, the Warriors have a lot of good people on the road, and they must have been writing him up really positive, and all of a sudden he falls to you. And you're elated. I mean, it's just uh, just terrific.
1: Yeah, he, he was great last night in the win. One other thing I really liked about last night's game, obviously as a Santa Cruz Warriors guy, I love seeing Jerome Robinson and Lester Quinones get in there late. But what was really nice to see, they came in. It was 120-92 to 92 after Steph hit his last three of the night to officially put that game to bed. They came in with 4.39 to go. And over the span of that garbage yeah. time, quote-unquote, they played – the the Pelicans even up. And, and so, you know, sometimes you'll see in garbage time that a team will let its guard down, and, you know, what was a 30-point lead be- becomes like a 14- to 16-point victory. Now, they kept it at 28, and I, I thought that was good to see.
2: Well, if you want to tick a coach off, go in there and let the lead dwindle to, like, seven points, and you're up by <laughs> 22 or whatever. You want to tick a coach off? Okay, Steph, you... Draymond, you gotta go back in. Well, the players don't like it, and the coach sure doesn't. So that you're you're spot on with with your thoughts there, Kev, because those guys did a darn nice job. I just like how hard they're playing. Yes. And and they're sharing the ball and and uh it just feels good. I mean, I I'm watching other games, like I'm watching Cleveland in New York tonight. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit like going to the Orthodontist. I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm not, you know, like, oh, this is painful. Whereas I'm watching these, the Warrior guys playing, I'm saying, wow, I think things look really positive and bright uh, for, for the, you know, you brought it up. Hugh and I, what did we say last week? Five and four was going to be a good start yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Baloney. I'm looking, now you got me looking at the schedule yeah. and I'm saying, oh, they can get this one. They're going to get Sacramento without, without Fox. And then go to the next one and the next one and the next one. And you're saying, wow, if you can get road wins early in the year like this, this is money in the bank.
1: Yeah, Gary, it's time to get greedy. I mean, seven <laughs> out of nine on the road to start the year doesn't feel nearly as daunting as it did a week ago. Now it's like, all right, five and four would be a bit of a disappointment. That That means you'd lose three of the next five games. Why not be 6 and 3? Why not be 7 and 2? Look, I know they have some tough games coming up. I mean, the last game of uh this uh, tough stretch is at the defending champion Denver Nuggets on November 8th. That's not going to be easy, obviously. But look, if you can get 6 and 3, 7 and 2 after this start, I think that's kind of the Tremendous. new goal for this team. And we've talked a little bit about the depth of this team, about the bench, we were discussing Trace Jackson Davis, but how about the win over Houston where it was the bench that really kickstarted that game with a 24 to eight run over the first and second quarters to really gap the Rockets in the first ever
2: bench performance in Chris Paul's career. Yeah, that, and you know, you go back to Andre Iguodala being willing to, to carry that role. And Hey, at this point, Chris Paul is, is, Hey, I tip my hat to him. The guy came here, and he he's his arms are open, he's willing to embrace everybody and every concept that's being thrown at him. The guy sees something special. I mean, you you imagine getting out on the floor and you're playing with Steph, Draymond, and Clay, and you're saying, Wow, now I understand why I had such a hard time against these guys. And so he he's feeling terrific. And yes, you're spot on in that Houston game. I give you an example. And they got some nice young players down there. Uh, they brought in Brooks, why I don't know, and um, um, what's his name from Toronto, uh, Van Fleet, and uh, uh, they paid a lot of money for those two. I don't see purpose in how they play. Uh, you know, Green gets past half court; he's he's not going to give it up. He's going, and yet I saw the Warriors play hard, but play with purpose. I, I really thought they really read the defense and really took advantage of, of the shortcomings of Houston. And uh, like we said, any road win is a great, great win. Well, more on Chris Paul,
1: a lot was made of whether he was going to come off the bench or start for the Warriors this year. It's obviously going to be a mix of both depending on who's available, yeah. but the game against Houston was his first game coming off the bench. Uh, 1,365 combined regular season and playoff games. He had started all 1,365 to start his career. And this is what he had to say, Mark, if we could play the sound. Our guy, Grandy, behind the glass. Uh, he was asked if he liked coming off the bench, and I love this response uh, that he had right here.
0: Did I like it? I mean, who likes new things? You know what I'm saying? It ain't a matter of liking it or whatnot. is new. You know what I mean? So, uh I don't know. It's crazy that you know what I'm saying. I don't hate it. I don't. It's, you know what I'm saying. It ain't a matter of liking it. Uh, I like the fact that we won. <laughs> that was the most most important thing.
2: And Gary, he's what a great answer, he, yeah. huh, Kev? You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll let me reminisce for a second. Now, I grew up in Massachusetts and was a Celtic fan. So Red Arback was the coach, and he came up with this concept. Now you wouldn't even remember this guy. His name was Frank Ramsey. And they called him the Kentucky Colonel. He, uh, he played for Kentucky. And he, he was in that role. Nelly was in that role. John Havlicek was in that role. And, and I can go on and on. We're talking a lot of Hall of Famers. And uh, Paul Silas for a while was in that role. And then I went to Milwaukee and was with Junior Bridgman and Ricky Pierce. They were in that role. So, you know what? You get a feel for the game. Uh, you know the pace of it. What, what's going on out there? What do you see? Strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I remember Havlicek said that if you go in and you're a scorer, get in the paint and set a back pick, and get jarred a little bit, get hit, and it kind of it kind of wakes you up and say, "Whoa, I got to get going here." <laughs> and uh, so I I think it's a great role for for whoever uh, has it with this team. Yeah,
1: I mean, and just to finish up on Chris Paul, his stat line from his first game off the bench, eight points, five rebounds, seven assists, seven assists just one turnover. He has a turnover better than six gosh. to one assist to turnover ratio through four games. How, how fantastic is that?
2: Hey, how do you like that right elbow pull-up? Oh, it, feel it's automatic? M- money I mean, in he, the bank. Oh, my gosh. he He gets there, and all of a sudden, ding, 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 two points. I mean... You just you feel like it's going in every single time.
1: Yeah, I mean, who is it? And I know you—you'll know who I'm talking about—the the rapper Lil Scrappy who had the song "Money in the Bank" back in 2006 or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean that—that's exactly what I feel like with, with with Chris Paul in that right elbow, Jimmy, because he knocks it down time after time. And last night, another five assists, one turnover game, 13 points. Even 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 that right baseline fadeaway when he has you know a yes. couple of guys on him in the corner, he hit that shot against New Orleans last night. And then he kind of looked at, it, 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 like looked
2: at the fans, was like, oh, you remember that shot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he he kind of heard those guys booing him in the beginning. And you know what? If he's on your team, you absolutely love him. If he's on the other team, I don't know a heck of a lot of guys that liked him. And Kev, I had a hard time hearing you there for a second because I just saw, heard, and saw like twelve guys. Coming up with their big trick or treat bag. Oh, really? <laughs>
1: oh,
2: yeah. They were, they were, oh, gosh, they took all my MMs. Oh, Those you, you got rats. <laughs>
1: <laughs> gotta leave some MMs for Come the sake everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, how about this bench unit overall? It's not just CP3, but this second unit, when the team is fully healthy. Dario Saric, Chris Paul, Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, GP2. I mean, with all due respect to Jordan Poole, Jamichael Green, Dante DiVincenzo, Anthony Lamb, and a second-year Jonathan Kaminga, I mean, it, the results have been night and day. The bench has outscored the, the
2: opposition in all four games this year. No, you're, you're hitting it. Um, I, I, you know, Saric, um, it, doesn't his game just make basketball sense to you? Yeah, he, he knows to pick and pop and when to get the shot and when to see a guy running at him, maybe put it down and then make the extra pass. Uh, he knows as Steph gets double teamed on the pick and roll to what we call a short roll. Don't roll all the way to the rim. Roll just below the free t- throw line so you can be a change of the court. You you catch and go weak with it. Catch and go weak. And he just, uh, he, he battles in there. Uh, yeah. I mean, that—that that to me, uh, and I guess Chris Paul and him are buddies from their playing days in Phoenix. Yep. And uh, yep. I think he called them and told them, "Hey, you want to come here?" And uh, I think it's a great choice by him. You've talked about Moody, and Kaminga is gonna get going here. It's coming because you and I were ranting and raving how he played in the preseason, like getting to the free throw line one time. What? What? Sixteen. 18 times yeah uh, that that means you know what you're doing out there and I I think maybe he's uh pushing it a little bit and he's just let the game come to you and then attack I, it's a it's a real asset to have him and wigs that can put the ball on the floor and get paint penetration because your other guys don't really do that very much and that really puts a strain on the defense so you know, I, I'm looking for, for him to really get going, and I, I think Wiggins is really going to get rolling. Uh, I love the way Steve is posting him down there on the right box. He, yeah. He's a heck of a defender, and Kaminga's taking that challenge as well. So, you know, really important pieces. We've touched on Moody, and, you know, Pey- Peyton, he, don't you just, you know, he, he makes a basket, and then he makes believe he's going back in defensive transition. Then he turns around. Whoop! and he gets a steal right there and lays it (laughs) up and in. I I just – he plays – he just plays happy, and boy, does he compete. Uh, It's really fun to watch him. Eight
1: steals, just two turnovers for GP2 this year. So, yeah, just great numbers. And he's shooting 40% from three. Yeah, that corner three. Yeah, and, and not just the corner three, but the game against Houston, he hit two right-wing threes, and I was try- I was racking my memory banks. I've watched a lot of GP2 over the years from his time in the G League. I can't remember the last time he hit multiple wing threes in a game because, like you mentioned, Gary, he is a corner three specialist. He's kind of like the, the corner three in d Bowl that, which is kind of like the role-player archetype in the NBA now. Hit corner threes and defend your guy. But if he's going to hit wing threes like that, that's just going to make him that
2: much more dangerous. Oh, Kev, come on. Let's, let's talk about the Skyrim report. Let, let's look at the names up there. Well, I don't even know if they use a whiteboard anymore. They might do it just all <laughs> off the iPad uh, in the locker room. But look, you're going you're gonna to say with him, respect his defense, respect that hustle aspect about bottom If he catches – he, he's he's more of a driver. Make a driver shoot. So you're going to sag off of him. Well, then all of a sudden he catches it. He lines it up. And I, I'm heartbroken that Spalding lost the contract to Wilson because I was going to say line up your Spalding seams and uh, knock down that shot. And and th- you know what? He looks like uh, he's he's going to look over at the opponent's bench. You better guard me, Kev. (laughs)
1: Exactly. I mean, this bench has been so good. And I think it's one of the big reasons why they have had road success. And really the difference for me between last year and this year is that that Houston game, I never really thought they were going to lose to Houston from the second quarter on now uh, that changed momentarily I could feel yeah. the tin foil hat grow at the top of my head once they stopped <laughs> it with the Warriors up eight with about three minutes ago a long pause after Steph hit what I think was his fourth straight three at the time to wipe up you know a wet spot or some blood and, and, and then I thought what was the key of the game was that you know sometimes you get a stoppage like that it can really kind of junk yeah. up momentum but the Warriors got to stop on the very next possession. Curry hit another three, stayed hot. It's an 11-point game with under three
2: minutes to go and ball game. Yeah, you're right on. I mean, if you're playing well as a coach, that's the last thing you want to see because, you know, guys lose a little rhythm, and, uh, you know, they're maybe a little out of sync, but to respond with that basket, that was great. I was beginning to believe those ball boys were faking that stuff. There couldn't have been that much blood. Uh, you know, on the floor. They were going mid-court, to the paint, to the corner. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, man. There's no way there's that much stuff on the floor.
1: The Houston deep state was in full effect on Sunday <laughs> night. But, hey, didn't harm the Warriors. They did win the game. And it was also the first time we saw Draymond Green this year. Back in the fold, you know, he didn't have a preseason. So, as, you know, Fitz and Kalena were talking sure. about last night, this is kind of his preseason right now. But <laughs> preseason right now. But I love – what he had to say about playing alongside Chris Paul. How about this quote? He said, you put Bill Gates and Paul Allen in a room and you get Microsoft.
2: That's how I see it. (laughs) Too bad he he doesn't have an ego or he he, he doesn't. (laughs) uh, That that is a phenomenal statement. Uh, uh, Draymond, God bless you. Good good for you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, uh, you know, so good to see him back in the fold. Obviously, they're going to need a 100% Draymond Green yeah. if they want to achieve all of their goals this year and win a fifth
2: NBA title, Gary. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about it. And you know what? He, he's not a shooter. Uh, he's a facilitator, point forward, uh, a fabulous defender uh, on the perimeter switching everything. Playing bigs down on the box. I know we're going to talk a little bit about New Orleans, but, you know, I thought he did a great job on Williamson. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, and he brings such energy. the heart and soul. It felt good. He got a technical, you know, that kind of thing for his enthusiasm on, on the bench. Uh, the old Dallas rule where you can't get on the floor. And uh, he just looks happy. He, he, that's what I like to see. He, he looks like he really likes his guys. Yes,
1: yes, I 100% agree with that, Gary. Of course, that Houston game, we touched on it a little bit, but I thought that really showed the magic of Stephen Curry because that fourth quarter flurry, he was doing not a whole lot in the scoring department for the vast majority of that game. And credit Dylan Brooks for really kind of getting into him and Houston was doing whatever whatever they could to stop Stephen Curry, he was shut down for the vast majority of the night. Then all of a sudden, he goes buck wild on you for a two to three minute stretch, and the complexion of the game completely changes.
2: Well, weren't he and uh, Kaminga questionable, like a, a sore ankle? And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I kind of sense that. Um, so you know, he's out there, and and maybe I'm going to be more of a decoy, and my other guys are you know going to take it off the bounce and, and get out there or they're going to get in transition or drive it, you know, and I'm, they're going to guard me so there's more space for you to operate. And uh, when needed, uh, who steps up to the plate? And, and, and that, you know what, Kev, we talk about this. It's just a testimony to the work that he's put in. I don't yeah. understand where he gets the time. I really do not. But look at, he looks so strong. And and I you know, years ago he'd go to the hoop and he wouldn't get a call because you know he'd be bouncing back and hit by a bigger guy. Now he's moving people. And uh it's just great to see. I you can't get off to a much better start than he has. He's just been fantastic. No, uh, he I mean he really has more than
1: thirty-three points per game for number thirty to start the year. I mean, as poorly as he shot it against Houston. For most of the night, he still finished 6 of 14 from 3, 24.7 rebounds, 6 assists. Just incredible. Then how about his big night in Sacramento, Gary? I mean, 41 points against the Kings and the night-night 3 to put that game to bed. (laughs) Just unreal stuff. And, you know, 50 points in Game 7 at Sacramento in the first round last year. 41 on Friday night. So in his last two games at Golden 1 Center, 91 points.
2: Boy, I, I'll tell you what, that's got to be his favorite place. Uh, yeah. I used to think it might have been Madison Square Garden, but, you know, now he's just – he goes up there, and there's always a lot of Warrior fans, and it's a great environment up there. Uh, Kings fans are really fired up about their team, and maybe they haven't gotten off to the start that you'd really like to, but they had a good win the other night against the Lakers uh, in overtime. But, um, yeah, he just he, – he made all kinds of shots. Uh you know some drives to the off balance to the basket, and then you see him, uh, you know, hitting the threes and the, and run him off the line. He's hitting in between shots, and he just looks so happy. I mean, it, it's just a great sight. If if I was Mike Brown, I'd talk to the bus driver, and ask him to make a stop at In and Out Burger and and get Steph about five burgers with those cheesy fries and all that kind of thing. <laughs> And fill him up, so sort of slow him down a little bit, um, because boy, his he he just is rolling when he gets there. In that, that game, there, that that was a heck of a game. That I, I loved yeah. it. I I loved these two playing against each other. And of course, we're going to see Wednesday, and and uh, it, it's great to see both teams being uh, uh, projected to have very good seasons.
1: Yeah, it really is a great thing for. Basketball in Northern California. You know, he says he he really likes the popcorn in Sacramento, and that's uh, one reason why he thinks he hey, he Kevin, plays so well there.
2: Yeah, we didn't have you know we didn't win it. We, we made the playoffs, but I, we parked our cars under the arena at the old Arco. Okay, and on the day of the game, if we had to shoot around, there was a, a room off our way to the the tunnel to our cars, and you could smell the popcorn. Well, the Ooh. old guy in there got word that that you know that. The old coach liked popcorn kev he'd have a bag in there that was probably two foot high for him. really oh, oh yeah nice. take it home <laughs> and uh holy moly i'd walk in and and gregory and emily their their, their eyes would go you know, whoa what's that dad <laughs> and uh that, that was one of, that was one of my fun things driving home to granite bay
1: Oh, that's awesome. Dumb Nation, the regular season is in full swing. Join us at Chase Center for Hoops for Troops Night. Presented by Rocket Lawyers, the Warriors face the Cleveland Cavaliers, who are currently down 20 in the fourth quarter to the New York Knicks. Get your tickets now at warriors.com or call 888-GSW-HOOP. Representatives are standing by. We'll take a break. When we come back, take a look ahead to the Kings game and and preview a little bit the NBA in-season tournament. That gets underway Friday in OKC for the Dubs. You have that to look forward to on the other side of this break, right here on 95-7 the game.
0: Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean are holding court. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers I want the truth at the Warriors Round Table. You can't handle the truth. Curry, screen by Draymond. Curry gets free for three. We got it! On 95-7 the game. Now back to Kevin Dana and Gary St. Jean.
1: Welcome back to Warriors Roundtable on 95-7 the game. Kevin Dan alongside Gary St. Jean. Let's take a look at your upcoming broadcast presented by Ticketmaster All Games on 95-7 the game. The Warriors flagship station. The fun continues tomorrow night, November 1st, against the Sacramento Kings, 630 on the air. And tipping at 7 p.m., that is LGBTQ Plus Night presented by Accenture. Then the dubs are back on the road for four in a row, starting with Friday, November 3rd at Oklahoma City. It's the beginning of the NBA in-season tournament, 4.30 airtime, 5 p.m. tip time. Then the road trip continues at Cleveland, November 5th. So they'll get done with the Cavaliers. uh, by November 11th, so I think it was two of their first 10 games against Cleveland this year, so they won't see them uh, for quite a while after November 11th, until, unless, of course, they meet them in the NBA Finals. We've seen that before. 2.30 airtime, 3 p.m. tip time for that game on the 5th. Then the back end of the back-to-back takes them to Detroit. 3.30 airtime, 4 p.m. tip time. Hopefully James Wiseman gets some PT sooner rather than later. Then the road trip ends in Denver Wednesday, November 8th, 6.30, on the air, 7 p.m. tip time on 95.7 The Game. But first things first, Gary, it's the Sacramento Kings for round two in the 2023-24 season. The Dubs winning on Friday night. The Kings returning the trip to Chase Center on Wednesday. Oh, what do you think the Dubs need to do better from Friday night in Sacramento to go to 2-0 and against the Kings? Or, or is it just more of the same from
2: what we saw on Friday night? Yeah, just just keep building on the defense, getting out in transition. You know, sometimes the ball isn't moving as much as it has in the past. You You and I have talked a lot of times about that 30 assist number. And if they can get 30 assists and be in the vicinity of 14 turnovers, that's beautiful basketball. One way to get the ball moving is after you make a good stop, pass the ball ahead, up the court. The ball moves faster via the pass than the dribble. And then the defense has to react, and then you're going to get secondary and third action. And uh, you know, I just I, I like the way the defense—they're not falling as much, they're contesting better, uh, rebounding, and so uh, that—that's the key. Because on the offensive end, uh, it's going to—it's going to keep getting better and better. And uh, look at look at it this way, Kev—you'd probably agree—they're going to play uh, tomorrow night without Fox, and that's like having Steph out.
0: Yeah, uh, th- it is. And that's
2: the biggest compliment I can give that young guy. Uh, I understand now he's going to be wearing uh, Steph's uh, Under Armour shoes. Uh, and for them, for Steph to be probably instrumental in picking him, that just tells me what a quality young man he is. And uh, yeah. he, is, he is just vital to their success. Sabonis looks good, but not as good as he looked in the middle of last year. The guy that I really am grow, is growing on me, Kev, is, is Keegan Murray. Uh, yes. Boy, I think he's got a big, big upside. If anything right now, he might be a little unselfish to a fault. If he's open, shoot the ball. That's your role. Uh, for example, now you're going to play Mitchell more. Uh, you know, we talked about Peyton. That's that kind of player. You're not going to guard him out at the three-point line. So you're going to be able to help more off of him. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have a heck of a good season, but without him for a while, uh, it, it's going to be a rough road. Yeah. No,
1: obviously De'Aaron Fox not being available is a big loss for the Sacramento Kings. And I, I'm with you about Keegan Murray, Gary. I mean, I remember when Sacramento fans on draft night, 2022 were upset that they didn't <laughs> draft Jaden <laughs> Ivy. I think it worked out for Sacramento. Boy, oh boy. Keegan Murray. Kev. And-
2: yeah. Don't you like? Don't you like that thing, Keegan, Keegan Murray? Murray, I was just about to bring
1: that up, Gary. I I love that. that. Yeah, I love it, that. It, it, it's absolutely fantastic. So after the game against Sacramento, it's the NBA in-season tournament debut for the Golden State Warriors. So let's explain this a little bit. Golden State is in a group of five teams. West Group C is its official designation. It's Sacramento, but the game on Wednesday does not count for the in-season tournament. It's Sacramento, Golden State, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and San Antonio. You play each of those teams once. On a Tuesday or Friday in November, those games count twice towards the NBA in-season tournament. So, you win your group, you go on to the quarterfinals. And then uh, there's two wild cards in each conference. And, and so there's quarterfinals played at a, a home site. And then the semifinals and the finals will be played in Las Vegas. And I really like this idea. People say it's analogous to European leagues, sort of, but I I say not quite because like I was doing French League basketball for Victor Webb and Yama's Mets 92 season last year, and and their in-season tournament, the records were separate. These in-season tournament games, unless you get to the finals, count for your regular season record. It's kind of more like the WNBA Commissioners' Cup, for those who are familiar with that. Those games all count towards regular season, save for the title game. But I love the idea. It's only one more game for two teams, the two teams that go to the (laughs) finals, and and those guys will be playing for $500,000 a pop. And, And... I think it'll really liven up the early part of the regular season.
2: I want to know what the coaches are getting. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, but I I like it. You're 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 spot on again. Uh, I think it's a change is good, and uh, I really like the bracket that the Warriors are in. Uh, yeah, you know I, I think they can roll to the quarterfinals. And who was it? Was it Draymond or somebody in in a nonchalant conversation talking about whether they. They like this thing, and and, uh, he said, hey, we're going to win the thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I loved
2: it. I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's the attitude you got to have. Again, I mean, an extra $500,000 in a weekend in Vegas for the, if you win the thing, that that's a, that's a pretty good incentive, I'd say. I also really like – I'm not sure. Have you seen the court designs? It's going to be special court oh. designs for each team. And some yeah. some have been kind of blasting it online, but I'm a big fan. I like the, the new courts that they're going to have. It'll be a lot of color on the hardwood, and uh, I'm a fan of more color. So I, I loved it when the Charlotte Hornets had – like. Like that teal gradient yep. purple yep. In, in inside the three-point arc uh, and when they had the web and the paint like so I, I'm all about that kind of stuff
2: oh I am too and I read an article yesterday about the companies that are making the courts and they're working a lot of hours to get these all done and uh, I love the Warriors you know they got the blue yep. on there and they got the trophy on there and uh, it looks great I think Boston looks great it's a dark green um you know you go around the whole league and i i think they've really it, it's just something different it's it's gonna i think the fans are really gonna like it and it's kind of you know one and done you're, you're you know we'll see what happens and it's it's uh it's it's exciting i i don't quite know like all the dates I, if they're locked into certain dates of playing and all that kind of thing and how did they figure out who's home who's away all that i never read any of that but um I, I think it's it's got the potential to grow to be something really fun.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, too. And this is something that's going to, you know, it's going to take some fans, I, I think, a couple of iterations of this to get used to it. But, you know, the hope is down the line a, a generation from now, five, ten years from now, that this is something that, you know, players who are 18, 19 years old right now look to as something that, you know, build their legacy on. Oh, he was the in-season tournament MVP, the NBA Cup MVP. Now, maybe they changed the name with a sponsorship that they can get down the line. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's all all good stuff there. And it begins with Oklahoma City. Not an easy game. That's for sure the Thunder. Oh.
2: Very, very fun team to watch. Kev, I, I don't know. I'm going to give that young coach a lot of credit. Mark Dagnall. Yeah, and, and you you loved him because of the G yep. League experience, yep. and I'm a Sam Presti guy. He's the same. He's from the same town in Massachusetts as my wife, MJ. Concord, Mass, and what he's done, uh, he learned a lot in San Antonio, and you've got all these draft picks, all these young players, and Kev, I, I we use this phrase, they play downhill a lot. Yes, I mean they just don't get a handoff and stand there and then drive. If I dribble toward you, they're, they're coming hard and maybe they back cut or maybe they come for the handoff and they turn the corner and they make the defense contract when they touch the paint and then they're passing it to a teammate. You know, you, you and I have talked about this. Shea Gilders Alexander is an all-star. I think that's the reason why the Clippers didn't put man in the deal to Philadelphia because they already made a mistake giving up yeah. Alexander in the George deal. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sold on that one. But I love I love Dort, I love Giddy, and now you got Holmgren. I they got nice, nice young pieces, and Williams, the young guy from Santa Clara. So uh, they, they've got a really bright future.
1: That they do. Well, that'll do it for us tonight on Warriors Roundtable. Big thank you to Mark Grandy behind the glass. For Gary St. Jean. I'm Kevin Dana A big thank you to R.C. Davis and Marika Kletto from Golden State for hooking us up with the sponsorship reads and everything else. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll talk to you next week here on ninety five seven The Game.
0: You've been listening. The Warriors Roundtable. Curry brings it through. One hand three. Up oh, and good. Or the exclusive home of your Golden State Warriors. That and nailed it. 95-7, the game. For tickets, call 888-GSW-HOOP.